invest a little bit of time and energy creating a good system or process or checklist. And you literally will claw back like an hour every single week for the rest of your life. Hey everyone, welcome to the Executive Order Podcast, a show for small business owners who want to learn how to do less to accomplish more. I'm a professional organizer based in Somerville, South Carolina, and I know there isn't a one-size-fits-all for organizing within your business. In talking with my guests and chatting about our struggles, our wins, and our lessons learned, I hope that you can learn what works best to create a business and a life that's just right for you. I am so excited to chat with you today. I know that when we were setting up this phone call, I was getting really excited about all the topics that you and I are going to cover. You're definitely that organized systems kind of person. So I cannot wait to hear everything that you have to say and the way that you can help and talk about the ways that you have used systems within your own life and business. But would you tell us a little bit about what you are doing now, maybe where you came from before that? Absolutely. And thank you for having me. So I, by trade, am a lawyer. And um, now I run a company called Upleveling Your Business, helping business owners build those thriving, profitable businesses, but built on systems because the systems are where the gold is. That's what gives us our freedom. It's what helps the team run everything and helps us get so much more done with less time. And um, I, I often tease and, and, and talk about that you know, no judgment zone. Like when I was first building my business, I worked 85 hours a week. I was there until midnight. I was trying to get it all done myself and learned how to run a business like a business and doubled in nine months and reworked the business plan, doubled again. And the best part was building the systems in every department of my business. And that's when I could really take vacations and unwind and know that my team could do things for me. So I'm a big fan of helping people get organized, which is why you and I connected. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I'm not to make assumptions, but I'm going to totally make an assumption here. When you said that in the beginning of your business, you're working 85 hours a week. Is that is that carryover from working in the field of law? Is that kind of like those habits and that culture? Is that where that was coming from? Or did you just genuinely need to or perceive that you needed to be working like that to begin your business? So a lot of that was just trying to juggle it all. Like I didn't know, no one, no one in law school taught you how to run a business and, and no one said, okay, spend 30 hours a week servicing clients and you need to spend 15 hours a week doing marketing and sales. And you need to spend two hours a week working on your financial controls and eight hours a week doing admin work. And no one, I, I never knew that infrastructure. I never, I, I just, I, and I kept trying to do more and do more. And I didn't, I wasn't as effective with delegation. Listen, delegation is a skill you've got to hone. We're not all born as amazing delegators. Yeah. As I started doing more management and, and really realizing that if we wanted to grow the business, we needed to do more. I didn't really know how to like delegate and get other people to take ownership of projects. And I had one assistant who she said, no, no, I'm too busy. And so then I would stay till 10 at night doing it. Mm. And I later learned that I should have been pushing back a little more, but you don't know what you don't know. And if you 
don't document the process or create good policies and procedures, it's hard to hold people accountable to that. So as I started finally learning to document and create those processes, those checklists, having the examples, the scripts, the templates, like that's where the transition came. <laughs> I mean, I think that there is, I, I mean, you said checklist, I got excited, I wanna know more. Uh, <laughs> you're totally talking my language. But it's it's amazing that once you can automate something, that once you can say, okay, well, this is what works because you've reflected back on how you were doing it and how you had success, because otherwise you're inventing it every single time. And the amount of brain power and time that that takes, that doesn't need to take it that long is really where that freedom comes from, right? Absolutely. And I talk about that all the time of the wasted mental energy having to rethink about like the most simple things like, and this is IT's, we were talking about this pre-call about my book uh, that I published last year was Uplevel Your Business, Uplevel Your Life. And I, I talk often about how as you learn to think more in systems and checklists and processes in your business and get things organized, you naturally start doing that in your home life. And, you know, you have a little you know, checklist for Saturday mornings or a little organizational plan for like getting the laundry done during the week. And you just, you kind of get into those rhythms and that frees you up. So you don't waste precious mental energy on nonsensical things. You can save it for the important decisions. So. Yes. You were saying, um, as you, as you were describing getting started with your business that you didn't know the quote formula. I want to like circle back to the quote formula and, and hear a little bit more about your take on that. But I'm just curious to go a little further back. Has organization been something that you have generally speaking been good at or something that you've had to learn throughout your life? Or if that is the case, you know, where are places that you've learned to do that? So I think I've always been a bit organized and um, a planner at heart. But I will say even in college, you have to schedule and organize your college schedule. And I worked through college and worked full-time through law school and went to night classes and you have to learn how to time manage and do certain things. So um, that's definitely something that's gone on over time. What I didn't know when I owned my law firm was how does that relate to all the business management? and. That was partially why I wrote my book, which was the four pillars of successful business management, how to balance the planning, the marketing and selling, the management, the financial controls. And and just an easy framework like that has helped. I mean, I, it, it makes me so happy every time somebody reads the book and is like, wow, now I feel like I can manage it. I can do it. And I'm a big reality-based person. So it's I don't want to talk just theory. I want to talk about like hands-on yeah. actionable items, which gets us to, I want to talk about like the systems you build in your business. The the four pillars, where would you say, and may, again, maybe I'm making an assumption here, so I'll preface that, but where would you say that a lot of people are getting stuck or getting bogged down, spending more time than they should in those four pillars? Ooh, the biggest one is like admin email suck. Mm. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people, you know, and client, client related, you know, we, we think that we need to make clients first and we definitely need to make sure service as an owner, you need to ensure that clients are being serviced. 
but it's not necessarily the number one best use of our time. Same as some of the admin tasks aren't always the best use of our time. So we're often trying to, um, you know, where, where should we be spending time? Well, we need to make sure that marketing's bringing the right types of people in and, and sales and that we're organized with our people and delegating and making sure they can do a good job. Uh, and so, you know, you spend five hours is stuck in email, you're not able to kind of lead the team in other ways. So that's a big area that I think people fall into. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that I know for myself, I've definitely caught myself where it's like, hold on, I've been sitting at this desk for the last three hours. And what have I really gotten done? I mean, yeah, my inbox is smaller, or, or I've responded to some things. But what has really moved the the needle further today? What have I really accomplished? And sometimes, obviously, like you said, I mean, or, or we know that those admin tasks need to happen. You know, anything as far as servicing the clients has to happen, because that is why we're in business. But you, you when you just kind of get in to this vortex of losing your time and losing your day, you're not actually moving us forward. Yeah. And that's part of, um, you know, when I, when I talk to people about like, what do they need to work on first in their, their business? I tell them, get organized with some of your systems. And, um, so we like to have people break down, you know, you've got kind of admin tasks that need to happen every day, whether in your business life, your personal life, you know, there's certain things that have to kind of happen, figure out how you can streamline, automate, you know, organize, batch things so that instead of it sucking up four or five hours, you get it, whittle it down to two, you know, I mean, find ways to, you, you, you invest a little bit of time and energy creating a good system or process or checklist, and you literally will claw back like an hour every single week for the rest of your life. Yes. So you know, getting, getting kind of organized with where things live first step. Yeah. So when, when you say, I, I mean, I just want to hear you talk about it, getting organized with where things live. It's huge. What, what does that bring to you? Why is that a benefit? Why is that important? For me, it's a lot of like, um, we talk about open loops in our brain. Like when we mm. have a project we know we need to work on and it's like, it's sitting out there as an open loop or you might delegate it to someone and you sit there wondering like, huh, I wonder what happened with this. And you, your brain kind of just noodles on it, kind of wondering what's happening, or maybe it's a project you want to get to, um, or even just a financial bill that came in. And you, if you know that every Thursday morning is your time to work on your financial controls, then you don't have to worry on Monday and Tuesday. You set it aside and you know, Thursday morning, I'm going to work on that. And your brain doesn't have to waste that energy kind of wondering, huh, what's going on? It kind of has a place to live yeah. and then you can get to it. And same with like sales calls or, or getting on and doing social media or marketing, just being more intentional and being like, nope, on Monday afternoons from one until four, that's my marketing time. Or I'm going to do social media every afternoon with a cup of tea from 2 to 2.30 or in the evening or whatever it's going to be, right? And so when you kind of set some of that organization, that gives you the ability to, you know, free up your brain to work on the things that matter in the other moments. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing what you're talking about there too is, is building the systems 
But there's also that building of the habits. You know, I love specifically thinking about that, okay, two o'clock to 2.30, you need a little pick-me-up. You know, you maybe you've been working for a few hours now, you're starting to hit that mid-afternoon slump, and it's like, oh my gosh, I get to reward myself by having a cup of tea or whatever it is that I might want. It's like, okay, and this is the time that I set aside for this, and you're pairing it with something else, and, you know, it's just being built into your day. Again, you don't have to think about it. I'm, I'm sure at some point, your body will just be like, oh, it must be two o'clock because I'm craving that cup of tea. And that means that I need to do whatever I do during this time, which I think is, again, the less brain power you have to use, the more you can do. Yeah. Well, and it also helps you with anything. Like when you're super focused and you're like, okay, I only have 30 minutes to do X. And it's amazing. It's, it's, I always tease attorneys about like, I mean, I worked with attorneys for a lot of years. Now I work with a lot of professionals, but it's like when you know that client is coming in at three o'clock, it's amazing what you can get done from 2.15 to 2.45. Like, you know how to like get it all going. And that's important when you're, um, when you're building and when you're growing and when you're, you know, there's a lot that's on your plate. And, you know, if we give us ourselves three hours to get it done, We'll spend three hours to get it done. Give yourself 45 minutes. It's amazing. You can get it done in 45 minutes. So same kind of thing. I love you speaking to that because on the one hand, time blocking and batching are, are amazing. I guess time blocking a little speaks to this more so than batching perhaps. But sometimes when you say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I have three hours to do my marketing or my social media, whatever it might be that you're saying, I have this designated time. That yeah, it, it maybe it really only needed to take 90 minutes, but you use that three hours because that's just how it was on your to-do list or on your schedule. And I think that just kind of tuning into your own habits, like what are the things that you can really drag your feet on and maybe give yourself a little less time where you really have to light that fire underneath you. Do what I do when I'm working with kids in their rooms is, you know, we'll set a timer and you've got to beat the clock. Can you get it done in 35 minutes? Can you, you know, if you did it last week in this amount of time, can we, can we bring it down by another five minutes? Whatever it might be that you're kind of making it fun and that it's a push rather than like, okay, I have three hours to leisurely get this thing done. That's kind of looming over my head. Absolutely. Like, I love you talking about gamifying with the kids and like beat the clock. So I um, have taught a lot of policies and procedures workshops. Like I've done them for like a, a two-day, a four-day workshop. Um, and one of the exercises we do is, this is kind of fun when everybody can do, whether with their family or with like their, their office staff. We had everybody line up in two rows and we say face each other and this tennis ball has to pass in a zigzag fashion down the rows uh, all the way to the other end and see how fast you can do it. So the first time they do it, it's like 38 seconds. And we'd say, okay, you have one minute to strategize and we're going to time it again. And Ooh, literally okay. they would like decide to, together, like stand closer and have their hands cupped and ready to go. And we'd clock it again and it'd be down to like 20 seconds. And then they do it. I'd say, okay, you think you can get faster? And they do it a third time and they'd be down to like 16 seconds. And because just by doing the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. and then I help them see, 
This is what happens in your business. When your team all knows how to do it the same way every time, you're going to get faster and faster. People are going to be more productive and feel more efficient getting it done when they know what's expected. They can do their part, pass it on and get it done. And a great example of how creating that system, that process, that, you know, consecutive thing, but it is a little bit of time is our, our commodity we can't get more of. And so you got to be efficient with every moment. Yes. And I, I like totally want to nerd out. I'm, you know, I'm like the camp counselor in me is all excited about that. I love some facilitation games, but along with that, I mean, I would have to guess that if you just said like, do it once and you pass the, you zigzag the tennis ball down the hall, down the, whatever the hall, the, the room, then do it again without that strategy session, how much time would have come off versus having that strategy session, having that time to reflect back and say, what went well, what didn't, what could we do better? And I think that's really where the work comes out, not just the the repetition of it too. And I agree. Absolutely. Yes. I love, like you said, gamifying it, but also it's as you said in the very beginning of this conversation, you want to see the actual in real time results. So doing something like that is so beneficial because not only are you able to facilitate showing them how that happens, but they're able to in real time see how just that one change can really make such a difference in their process. Absolutely. And I've, I know a number of people have gone back to their offices and done it. They've done it with their families, just talking about like, cleaning the house or tidying up or, you know, like just, just seeing how we can make it better, make it faster, be more efficient. And just that recognition to all those things, that's, that's a key part. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think to some extent that's great with the the team that you have, uh, obviously you're not going to swap out your family members, but but in a, a business, your goal is not, as a business owner, is not just to build right now for this team. It's to build longevity. And people will come and go from your team uh, and for a variety of reasons. I mean, you, some people just, they fall in love, get married, move across the country, you know, whatever might happen. And, and so we're always looking to document how we're doing it so that when you bring in another new employee, in literally a couple days, they're like up to speed, ready to start operating. And that's where the gold is. That's where you're really building equity long-term and benefiting yourself in so many ways. So it's, it's not always just that initial team. It's then documenting and creating a, a long-term investment to make the, the business run smoother. Interesting. And I love that you, you're acknowledging that, you know, the team doesn't stay the same a lot of the times for all sorts of different reasons, but how do you still keep those systems the same? As someone that has worked in restaurants for, you know, uh, 13, almost 14 years, there have been so many times that you are working with one group of people Maybe it's the opening team that opens up that restaurant and there's a whole set of procedures and everything's really like mapped out and this is how it's going to be. But then the responsibility doesn't naturally fall on anyone to enlighten anyone new to, to, hey, this is the procedure and this is how we do it. And things start to get out of whack. And the more that time goes on and the more changes within the team, 
you have like gotten so far off course on those systems. Is there any way that you recommend or that you personally within your team as those change changes happen that you are able to instill and, and ensure that those systems are still working with the new players in yeah, the team? Yeah, so definitely. I mean, this is where I always tell people policies and procedures and systems manuals, they're like living, breathing documents. They're not just like yes. build it once and stick it on a shelf and yes. having a, a monthly meeting because, you know, you might draft it and then roll it out to the team. But the beauty comes when you say, okay, in 30 days, we want feedback. How can we make it better? What, what needs to be cut or simplified? Or, you know, you, you're always working and striving to like edit it down, make it more concise. Um, when, I sold my law firm business in Oregon. My policies and procedures manual was a $100,000 negotiating point just for that one asset. It was like an inch thick, but that's what made it turnkey so that other people could come in and run the business and could hire a new paralegal and, and be able to get them up to speed fast. And so that's a big part of you've got to make sure that they the systems keep evolving and as you grow your business what works when there's four people on the team is a little different than when you have 16 people on the team so um i'm dealing with that right now i i started this new business august of 2019 with myself at zero dollars just trying to make my first 10 grand at the one year mark we're having hundred thousand dollar months and now we're at the, what are we, 17 month mark. And, you know, I've got 16 people on the team now. And so as you can imagine, wow. the, the policies and procedures and systems have evolved as we get more people on the team. So they definitely live and breathe and grow with you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because honestly, not to be a downer, but what's the point otherwise? You take so much time and effort to create them. And then, like you said, if it just sits on a shelf, well, okay, why Why did you take all the time to do that if you're not going to continue to reflect back on it, to enhance it, to see how your team, how your, um, your business has changed over that time? And is that still being reflected in those procedures? I always like to akin this to like stuff at home as well, because- um, think about like the checklist you give for the housekeeper or the nanny. And when your kids mm -hmm. are like six or seven years old, you know, there's a lot of things that we're doing to kind of create like little drawers where they can have healthy snacks and they get to pick two healthy snacks or one non-healthy snack. Like they get to make choices and learn. But that checklist changes as the kids, you know, become eight, nine years old, right? And so, you know, while that's not a full-on written policy and procedure, even just the checklist of what the housekeeper or nanny does to like prep the kitchen or prep certain things. Like as the kids get older, we have to update the checklist. We have to like, now the kids know how to do certain things and we can add different things to the list. And so it's, you know, in your home life and your business life, we're always evolving and growing. And so we want to have those elements in place so that we remember to update and we remember to, you know, let the list grow as we grow. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And I think that it's it comes much easier because as you see your children growing, 
it's such an obvious marker, you know, from one age, the next, from one grade to the next as their hobbies and their things, you know, you just are seeing this evolution in such a real way where sometimes in your business, because you were in it, you don't necessarily see the big changes that are happening or how it's evolving if you're not taking that time to step back and actually observe it like you do observing watching absolutely and and you just touched on like such a key part of this is what we call like when you're inside the business it's so hard to see the instructions on the outside or what's so evident on the outside and that's the value of having a coach or a professional like you that like comes in and can give a fresh look and be like oh okay we could do this and we could do that. And just little tweaks, small hinges swing big doors, right? Like little things that you do can make such a difference. (laughs) Yes. And there's so many times that, you know, you'll, you'll be talking to someone and and I'm sure that you experience this as well. And, you know, you'll ask the question, well, why do you do it this way? Whatever that might be. And it's like, well, I don't know. I've never thought about it. That's just how we do it. Uh, that's that's our intake process. That's the way that we answer the phone. That's the way that we that's the day that we do laundry, even though we have 100 other things going on that day. You know, whatever it might be. It's like, well, I don't I don't know why we do that. OK, well, let's let's get a little bit more intentional and let's find out why and when and how and, and ask all those questions to really make sure that we're building a system and a habit that makes it a lot easier and beneficial for and, you. And I think you've probably seen this as well with people you've worked with that, you know, we, we have to get clear on our own, our own why, our own, like what's motivating us and, and what are the things that you need to do every day personally and what can you delegate off your plate and how can you organize the space around you and the things that you need to do versus the things that are want to do or have to do, you know, like just kind of building off of those different elements. And the more clarity you get, the easier it all becomes. Absolutely. I really appreciate the thoughtfulness as far as business goes, but the fact that you're able to reflect it back in the household, because, you know, not everyone owns a business, but everyone has a household. Is there a way in which you like have some sort of aha moment or something that you remember about something that perhaps you were doing or using in your business or, you know, the way you were organizing in that way that you then brought into your household that really made a difference? Oh, I don't know if I could come up with just one, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll share one that, uh, so I worked with a stylist, Lee Hayward, who is actually out in your area, not too far, but she is amazing. And and listen, everyone, I was a lawyer. I wore the same, like I had six suits. I wore my hair in a bun. Like I was, I, I grew up on a farm. Style was not my big thing. And, and so she helped me get out of suit jail and, and, but she also helped me organize my clothes and my, like everything about like, just I'm vibrant and fun and I need clothes that can move with me. I can't be like, I don't have time to iron. I don't have time to like, I travel a lot. I need like wrinkle free, easy to launder. Like I don't have time to do a bunch of dry cleaning at every city I go to. And, and so, you know, part of this was her helping me look at my professional career, my lifestyle, and then bringing it down to reality check of, okay, well, let's make it work for you. Mm -hmm. Let's make, let's create an environment and a a wardrobe that like 
is fun and sassy and vibrant, but not high maintenance. And, and so that was one of the big eye-opening yeah. moments for me as I transitioned to like, wow, what, what an idea. I don't have to dry clean everything. <laughs> Did Lee help you out when you were still working in the world of law or was that after you had started your um, own business? It was right there at the, at that cusp of, it was, I met her when I was still a lawyer and then, and, and she and I had, you know, gotten to know one another. And then I hired her. Uh, the first thing she did was Skype to my closet. Uh, that was an eye-opening experience. <laughs> and how was it eye-opening yeah, for we, you? Like she made me literally pull out everything and she's like, okay, so when's the last time you wore that? And I was like, uh, four or five years ago, right? <laughs> And and then there were other things I had a drawer of, um, like Carhartt, uh, pants and like for hiking and, and she's like, what, what is like, this is not consistent with the business, Kristen. And I was like, no, this is my like weekend go for hikes and, uh, geocaching and which is like little treasure hunting with a GPS and, you know, get outside. Yeah. And, um, and so she was, you know, it was kind of fun to kind of see and realize like the different parts of my wardrobe, like what was in my closet. But yeah, we were able to get rid of a lot of things that just, you know, I'd bought that I never really was in love with that didn't suit my, my world anymore. And, and it helped me just kind of get clarity on if, if something doesn't serve you, you've, you've got to, even if you only, you think, oh, I'll, I'll use that someday. It's like, no, you use that in the next two weeks or it's got to go. Like it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun and part of you. <laughs> I, you know, I, our spaces reflect who we are. And if, if you're surrounded by things that no longer reflect who you are at that moment in your life, then what does that say? How is that, that energy not to be too like woo woo, but you know, I mean, there's, there is a sort of energy suck that comes with if you aren't really a suit person, but you are surrounded by suits, it kind of still has this misalignment for you. And I think that I, I asked specifically if, if you were still in the law field when you were working with Lee, because I think that we have an idea of what we should or what, you know, not even, yeah, it's, a, it's what we should or we think we should be doing or what other people are doing. So we'll, we'll do the same thing as them. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work for me, though. And especially since I, I love that you were able to work with her as you were starting a transition into a new chapter and phase in your life to just let that go, say thank you and goodbye and, and start over with who you really are and, and the role that you want to and the way you want to show up in the world in this new Absolutely. And, and she helped me understand. And, and I've used that so much in my life now of like your home environment, your office environment is, is a, is a reflection of your brand, your personal brand, your business brand, mm -hmm. like who you are and how you want to show up. And it, it is actually when you're, when you're not in congruence with that and, and you're in that misalignment space, like you were talking about, like, it's, it's tough. It's, you always kind of feel like something's not right versus when you are in that zone of, you know, life is short, wake up happy, thrive in the, my, my mantra yeah. is thrive in the moment, no matter where you are, do and enjoy and feel blessed for every little thing that life has given you. And when life is throwing you a curveball, just know that, well, 
we're one step closer to the direction we want to go. We just have to go take a slightly different path to get there. <laughs> so that is so true and so important and not always easy to do. So definitely a, a good mantra to to remind yourself, wait, hold on, I am in the moment and this curveball is on purpose for me and going to get me to where I'm supposed to be. So hold on tight, let's do it. Kristen, this has been such a pleasure. I feel like I could pick your brain so much about, I want to get into the nitty gritty of each system, but I'll, I'll let it I'll let it go at, at this level and, and see if there's maybe another time that you and I will speak and get a little bit more yeah. in depth into all those systems because you know, love me a good system, that's for sure. Is there anywhere that listeners can find you, whether on social or through your websites or any other avenues? Absolutely. So you can always find me at thekristendavid.com or my social media handles are thekristendavid on Facebook, Instagram, and our business helping business owners is uplevelingyourbusiness.com. And we've got a great Facebook group. I think we just hit over 700 members, um, just a robust group that loves to like good, amazing entrepreneurs, successful people always love to share other information with mm. other people. And so I, you know, surround yourself with great people. I mean, Brittany, that, that was how you and I, like we first connected, was like, hey, yeah. we both like the same stuff and we both love to help people. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have the opportunity to jump on. And I hope this has given people some, some ideas and thoughts. I mean, hey, life is a journey and we're always building and growing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the Executive Order Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're really enjoying the show, leave me a review. If you want to connect with the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can find it at Executive Order Podcast. And if you want more information or to connect with me about organizing, you can find me at zeniaorganizers.com. All links in the show notes. Can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.